Cyrano de Bergerac. Act One continued. De Guiche tries to lead away the amazed Valvert. Vicomte, come. Valvert, choking. Oh, these arrogant grand airs! A clown who, look at him, not even gloves, no ribbons, no lace, no buckles on his shoes. Cyrano. I carry my adornments on my soul. I do not dress up like a popinjay, but inwardly I keep my daintiness. I do not bear with me, by any chance, an insult not yet washed away, a conscience yellow with unpurged bile, an honor frayed to rags, a set of scruples badly worn. I go caparisoned in gems unseen, trailing white plumes of freedom, garlanded with my good name. No figure of a man, but a soul clothed in shining armor, hung with deeds for decorations, twirling thus a bristling wit, and swinging at my side courage, and on the stones of this old town making the sharp truth ring like golden spurs. Valvere, but... Cyrano. But I have no gloves. A pity, too. I had one, the last one of an old pair, and lost that. Very careless of me. Some gentleman offered me an impertinence. I left it in his face. Valvere. Dolt, bumpkin, fool, insolent puppy, jobber nowl. Cyrano removes his hat and bows. Ah, yes. And I, Cyrano Savignen Hercule de Bergerac. Valvert turns away. Buffoon. Cyrano cries out as if suddenly taken with a cramp. Oh! Valvert turns back. Well, what now? Cyrano, with grimaces of anguish. I must do something to relieve these cramps. This is what comes of lack of exercise. Ah! Valvert. What is all this? Cyrano. My sword has gone to sleep. Valvert draws. So be it. Cyrano. You shall die exquisitely. Valvert, contemptuously. Poet. Cyrano. Why, yes, a poet, if you will. So, while we fence, I'll make you a ballade extempore. Valvert. A ballade? Cyrano. Yes, you know what that is? Valvert. I... Cyrano. The ballade, sir, is formed of three stanzas of eight lines each. Valvert. Oh, come. Cyrano. And a refrain of four. Valvert. You... Cyrano. I'll compose one while I fight with you, and at the end of the last line, thrust home. Valvert. Will you? Cyrano, I will, declaims. Ballade of the duel at the Hotel de Bourgogne between de Bergerac and a Boetian. Valvert, sneering, what did you mean by that? Cyrano, oh, that, the title. The crowd, excited, come on, a circle, quiet, down in front. Tableau, a ring of interested spectators in the center of the floor, the Marquis and the officers mingling with the citizens and the common folk, pages swarming up on men's shoulders to see better, 
the ladies in the boxes standing and leaning over. To the right, de Guiche and his following. To the left, Lebray, Quigy, Ragano, and others of Cyrano's friends. Cyrano closes his eyes for an instant. Stop. Let me choose my rhymes. Now, here we go. He suits the action to the word throughout the following. Lightly I toss my hat away, languidly over my arm let fall the cloak that covers my bright array, then out swords and to work withal. A Lancelot in his lady's hall, a Spartacus at the Hippodrome. I dally a while with you, dear jackal, then, as I end the refrain, thrust home. The swords cross, and the fight is on. Where shall I skewer my peacock? Nay, better for you to have shunned this brawl. Here, in the heart, through your ribbons gay, in the belly, under your silken shawl. Hark! How the steel rings musical! Mark how my point floats, light as the foam, ready to drive you back to the wall, then, as I end the refrain, thrust home. Ho, for a rhyme! You are white as way, you break, you cower, you cringe, you crawl. Tack, and I parry your last essay, so may the turn of a hand forestall life with its honey, death with its gall. So may the turn of my fancy roam, free for a time, till the rhymes recall. Then, as I end the refrain, thrust home. He announces, solemnly, Refrain. Prince, pray God, that is Lord of all, pardon your soul, for your time has come. Beat, pass, fling you a slant, a sprawl. Then, as I end the refrain, he lunges. Valver staggers back and falls into the arms of his friends. Cyrano recovers and salutes. Thrust home! Shouts, applause from the boxes. Flowers and handkerchiefs come fluttering down. The officers surround Cyrano and congratulate him. Ragano dances for joy. Lebray is unable to conceal his enthusiasm. The friends of Valver hold him up and help him away. The crowd lets out one long cry. A cavalier, superb, a woman, simply sweet, Ragano, magnelephant, a marquis, a novelty, Lebray, bah. The crowd throngs around Cyrano. Compliments, regards, bravo, a woman's voice. Why, he's a hero. A musketeer advances quickly to Cyrano with outstretched hands. Monsieur, will you permit me? It was altogether fine. I think I may appreciate these things. Moreover, I have been stamping for pure joy. He retires quickly. Cyrano to Quigy. What was that gentleman's name? Quigy. Oh, D'Artagnan. Lebray takes Cyrano's arm. Come here. And tell me, Cyrano, let this crowd go first, to Bellerose. May we stay? Bellerose with great respect. Certainly. Cries and catcalls off stage. Jodelet comes down from the door where he has been looking out. Hark! Montfleury! They are hooting him! Bellerose. Seek transit gloria. 
changes his tone, and shouts to the porter and the lamplighter, "'Strike! Close the house! Leave the lights! We rehearse the new farce after dinner!' Jodelet and Belle-Rose go out after elaborately saluting Cyrano. The porter, to Cyrano. "'You do not dine?' Cyrano. "'I? No.' The porter turns away. Lebray, "'Why not?' Cyrano. "'Because—' changing his tone when he sees the porter has gone. Because I have no money. Lebray, gesture of tossing, but the purse of gold. Cyrano, farewell, paternal pension. Lebray, so you have, until the first of next month, Cyrano, nothing. Lebray, what a fool. Cyrano, but what a gesture. The orange girl, behind her little counter, coughs. <clears throat> Cyrano and Lebray look around. She advances, timidly. Pardon, monsieur. A man ought never to go hungry. Indicating her sideboard. See, I have everything here. Please. Cyrano. My dear child, I cannot bend this Gascon pride of mine to accept such a kindness. Yet for fear that I may give you pain if I refuse, I will take—he goes to the sideboard and makes his selection. Oh, not very much. A grape. She gives him the bunch. He removes a single grape. One only. And a glass of water. She starts to pour wine into it. He stops her. Clear. And half a macaroon. He gravely returns the other half. Lebray. "'Old idiot!' the orange girl. "'Please, nothing more?' Cyrano. "'Why, yes, your hand to kiss.' He kisses the hand which she holds out, as he would the hand of a princess. The orange girl. "'Thank you, sir.' She curtsies. "'Good night.' She goes out. Cyrano. "'Now I am listening.' plants himself before the sideboard, and arranges thereon. Dinner, the macaroon. Drink, the glass of water. Dessert, the grape. There, now I'll sit down. He seats himself. Lord, I was hungry, abominably. Eating. Well. Lebray. These fat heads with the bellicose grand airs will have you ruined if you listen to them. Talk to a man of sense, and hear how all your swagger impresses him. Cyrano finishes his macaroon. Enormously. Lebray, the cardinal. Cyrano, beaming. Was he there? Lebray, he must have thought you, Cyrano, original. Lebray, well, but... Cyrano, he is himself a playwright. He will not be too displeased that I have closed another author's play. Lebray. But look at all the enemies you have made. Cyrano begins on the grape. How many, do you think? Lebray. Just forty-eight, without the women. Cyrano. Count them. Lebray. Montfleury, Barreau, de Guiche, the Vicomte, the old man, all the academy. Cyrano. Enough! You make me happy. Lebray. 
But where is all this leading you? What is your plan? Cyrano, I have been wandering, wasting my force upon too many plans. Now I have chosen one. Lebray, what one? Cyrano, the simplest, to make myself in all things admirable. Lebray, hmm. Well then, the real reason why you hate Montfleury. Come, the truth now. Cyrano rises. That Salinas, who cannot hold his belly in his arms, still dreams of being sweetly dangerous among the women, sighs and languishes, making sheep's eyes out of his great frog's face. I hate him ever since one day he dared smile upon. Oh, my friend, I seemed to see over some flower a great snail crawling. Lebray amazed. What? Is it possible? Cyrano, with a bitter smile. For me to love? Changing his tone seriously. I love. Lebray, may I know? You've never said, Cyrano, whom I love? Think a moment. Think of me. Me, whom the plainest woman would despise. Me, with this nose of mine that marches on before me by a quarter of an hour. Whom should I love? Why, of course, it must be the woman in the world most beautiful. Lebray, most beautiful. Cyrano, in all this world, most sweet also, most wise, most witty, and most fair. Lebray. Who and what is this woman? Cyrano. Dangerous mortally without meaning. Exquisite without imagining. Nature's own snare to allure manhood. A white rose wherein love lies in ambush for his natural prey. Who knows her smile has known a perfect thing. She creates grace in her own image brings heaven to earth in one movement of her hand. Nor thou, O Venus, balancing thy shell over the Mediterranean blue, nor thou, Diana, marching through broad blossoming woods, art so divine as when she mounts her chair and goes abroad through Paris. Lebray, oh, well, of course, that makes everything clear. Cyrano, transparently. Lebray, Madeleine Robin, your cousin, Cyrano, yes, Roxanne. Lebray, and why not? If you love her, tell her so. You have covered yourself with glory in her eyes this very day. Cyrano, my old friend, look at me and tell me how much hope remains for me with its protuberance. Oh, I have no more illusions. Now and then, bah, I may grow tender, walking alone in the blue cool of evening, through some garden fresh with flowers after the benediction of the rain. My poor, big devil of a nose inhales April, and so, 
I follow with my eyes where some boy, with a girl upon his arm, passes a patch of silver. And I feel, somehow, I wish I had a woman, too, walking with little steps under the moon, and holding my arm so, and smiling. Then I dream, and I forget. And then I see the shadow of my profile on the wall. Lebray, my friend, Cyrano, my friend, I have my bitter days, knowing myself so ugly, so alone. Sometimes, Lebray, you weep, Cyrano, oh, not that, ever, no, that would be too grotesque, tears trickling down all the long way along this nose of mine. I will not so profane the dignity of sorrow. Never any tears for me. Why, there is nothing more sublime than tears. Nothing. Shall I make them ridiculous in my poor person? Lebray. Love's no more than chance. Cyrano shakes his head. No. I love Cleopatra. Do I appear Caesar? I adore Beatrice. Have I the look of Dante? Lebray, but your wit, your courage. Why, that poor child who offered you just now your dinner. She, you saw with your own eyes. Her eyes did not avoid you. Cyrano, thoughtful. That is true. Lebray, well then, Roxanne herself, watching your duel, paler than... Cyrano, pale? Lebray, her lips parted, her hand thus at her breast. I saw it. Speak to her, man. Speak, man. Cyrano. Through my nose. She might laugh at me. And that is the one thing in this world I fear. The porter, followed by the duenna, approaches Cyrano respectfully. A lady asking for monsieur. Cyrano. Mon Dieu. Her duenna. The duenna, a sweeping curtsy. Monsieur, a message for you. From our good cousin, we desire to know when and where we may see him privately. Cyrano. To see me? The duenna, an elaborate reverence. To see you. We have certain things to tell you. Cyrano. Certain. The duenna. Things. Cyrano. Trembling. Mon Dieu, the duenna, we go tomorrow at the first flush of the dawn to hear mass at St. Roque. Then afterwards, where can we meet and talk a little? Cyrano, catching Lebray's arm. Where? I, ah, uh, oh, mon Dieu, mon Dieu, the duenna. Well? Cyrano, I am thinking, the duenna. And you think? Cyrano, I... The shop of Ragano, Ragano, pastry cook, the duenna, who dwells, Cyrano, mon Dieu, oh, yes, ah, mon Dieu, Rue Saint Honore, the duenna, we are agreed, remember, seven o'clock. Until then, Cyrano, I'll be there, the duenna goes out. Cyrano falls into the arms of Lebray. Me, to see. Me, Lebray, you are not quite so gloomy, 
Cyrano. After all, she knows that I exist, no matter why. Lebray. So now you're going to be happy. Cyrano. Now, beside himself, I, I am going to be a storm, a flame. I need to fight whole armies all alone. I have ten hearts. I have a hundred arms. I feel too strong to war with mortals. He shouts at the top of his voice. Bring me giants! A moment since, the shadows of the comedians have been visible moving and posturing upon the stage. The violins have taken their places. A voice from the stage. Hey, psst, less noise. We are rehearsing here. Cyrano laughs. We are going. He turns up stage. Through the street door enter Quigy, Brissaille, and a number of officers, supporting Liniere, who is now thoroughly drunk. Quigy. Cyrano. Cyrano. What is it? Quigy. Here. Here's your stray lamb. Cyrano recognizes Liniere. Liniere? What's wrong with him? Quigy. He wants you. Brissaille. He's afraid to go home. Cyrano. Why? Liniere showing a crumpled scrap of paper and speaking with the elaborate logic of a profound intoxication. This letter. Hundred against one. That's me. I'm the one. All because of a little song. Good song. Hundred men, waiting, understand? Portinelle, way home. Might be dangerous. Would you permit me spend the night with you? Cyrano. A hundred. Is that all? You are going home. Liniere, astonished. Why, Cyrano, in a voice of thunder, indicating the lighted lantern which the porter holds up curiously as he regards the scene. Take the lantern. Liniere precipitately seizes the lantern. Forward march, I say. I'll be the man tonight that sees you home. To the officers. You others follow. I want an audience. Quigy. A hundred against one? Cyrano. Those are the odds tonight. The comedians in their costumes are descending from the stage and joining the group. Lebray. But why help this? Cyrano. There goes Lebray, growling. Lebray. This drunkard here. Cyrano, his hand on Lebray's shoulder. Because this drunkard. This ton of sack, this butt of burgundy, once in his life has done one lovely thing. After the mass, according to the form, he saw one day the lady of his heart take holy water for a blessing. So this one, who shudders at a drop of rain, this fellow here, runs headlong to the font, bends down, and drinks it dry. A soubrette. I say, that was a pretty thought. Cyrano. Ah, was it not? The soubrette to the others. But why against one poor poet a hundred men? Cyrano. March! To the officers. And you, gentlemen, remember now, no rescue. Let me fight alone. A comedian jumps down from the stage. Come on, I'm going to watch. Cyrano. Come along. Another comedian jumps down, speaks to a comedian costumed as an old man. 
"'You, Cassandra?' Cyrano. "'Come, all of you, the doctor, Isabel, Leandre, the whole company. A swarm of murmuring golden bees. We'll parody Italian farce and tragedy of blood. Ribbons for banners, masks for blazonry, and tambourines to be our rolling drums.' All the women jumping for joy. Bravo! My hood! My cloak! Hurry! Jodelet, mock heroic, lead on. Cyrano, to the violins. You violins, play us an overture. The violins join the procession which is forming. The lighted candles are snatched from the stage and distributed. It becomes a torchlight procession. Bravo! "'Officers, ladies in costume, and twenty paces in advance,' he takes his station as he speaks, "'myself, alone, with glory fluttering over me, alone as Lucifer at war with heaven. Remember, no one lifts a hand to help. Ready there? One, two, three. Porter, the doors!' The porter flings wide the great doors." We see in the dim moonlight a corner of old Paris, purple and picturesque. Look, Paris dreams, nocturnal, nebulous, under blue moonbeams hung from wall to wall, nature's own setting for the scene we play. Yonder, behind her veil of mist, the Seine, like a mysterious and magic mirror, trembles, and you shall see what you shall see. All. To the Portinelle! Cyrano, erect on the threshold. To the Portinelle! He turns back for a moment to the soubrette. Did you not ask, my dear, why, against one singer, they send a hundred swords? Quietly, drawing his own sword. Because they know this one man for a friend of mine. He goes out. The procession follows. Liniers zigzagging at its head. Then the comedians on the arms of the officers. Then the comedians, leaping and dancing as they go. It vanishes into the night to the music of the violins, illuminated by the flickering glimmer of the candles.